that's how I ended up with a cheetah on a jet ski in yeah. Mexico. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> that sounds like a, a crazy great story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suppose I'll take over as uh, DJ, VJ, what it, what's a... Uh, Video jockey. Oh, VJ. Yeah, you know what a P- what's a VJ? P- I don't know. PJ, podcast jockey today. Uh, but we're talking drive train or drive line uh, options, perks, downsides, everything. All wheel drive, front wheel drive, rear wheel drive. We have all three in our platforms. I see. Yeah. See, I had no idea what we were even talking about until I just, <laughs> the same time you guys figured it out. I could see this being a pretty good one. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. And and we got some peeps on here that have uh, experience in all three, if not two. Al, you're kind of only one. Oh, I have... Sp- I have some rear-wheel drive experience. <laughs> like a lawnmower? <laughs> well, hey, let's not split hairs here. It was rear-wheel drive with the welded axle. I mean, I thought, I thought lawnmowers were like a straight axle or something. No, a lot of them have open diff. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh, all right. Well, you learn something you every day. weld them and take them through the McDonald's drive-thru going... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So today on the podcast, we have uh, me, Tyler. I'm Al. I'm Tim. I'm the other Tyler. And we got Tyler Spain over there. He is our one of our receiving and warehouse associates. He is a wheelman behind his 2015? 2017. 2017. Subaru WRX. So he's going to be he's our... one of them rich peoples. <laughs> he's got a new car. But yeah, so uh, I don't know. Where do we start? What do you... I mean, I know I've had all platforms. You know, yeah, I've I mean, had all drive lines. Right off the bat, I'm, it's very dependent on what you're going to do with a car. It, yeah, so much. Completely. So, like, we have to, we, we got to pick a lane that we can go down first, and then after we're done, we'll go to another lane. Let's start with the lamest one drag Road racing. Course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drag racing, all wheel drive seems like the logical choice. But it's not. But it's not. I mean, well, okay. We'll, we'll do yes quarter no. mile. Yeah. Dr- rear wheel drive tends to win. Tends uh, to. Like the the absolute fastest cars on the planet are rear wheel drive. Now, granted, it's not exactly practical to try to make a top fuel stretched out dragster all wheel drive. I, I get that. That would be a long. But even when you pull it back to the limitations of what a typical, like even a pro mod, something that is it looks like a car, a typical wheelbase, uh, the fast ones are rear wheel drive. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you can hook up, these guys are hooking two tire cars. Yeah. yeah. So, and weight transfers back, so, you know, logically thinking, you know, rear-wheel drive would be the best option for for a, a vehicle that you always have traction. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had all-wheel drive eclipses, a, a few of them, and, um, I mean, they're straight, they're, they're, they're street race kings, yeah. Oh like, yeah. I've won I've won so many races that at a drag strip I would have lost on the street with my all-wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. You know, it was running like at the time when I was the most infamous around town, it ran like 1240s. Whew. 
But I was beating mid 10 second cars on the street. Yeah, because you could actually hook up. I'm going to watch. While you guys talk, I'm yep. going to look up something that's relevant to this. Uh, and on the note of what's best, I would say there's probably a pretty good sweet spot at for all wheel drive. Because, uh, you know, obviously big Pro Mod, you know, those cars are rear wheel drive, they're lifting tires, all that. But you can get a pretty solid 60 foot out of an all-wheel drive car so in my just in my thinking here you know you you're starting out if you've got enough tire and you can launch an all-wheel drive car i mean what was your did you ever take your talents to the track yeah what what type of 60 foots do they run uh like one sixes that's really respectable um which you know with our current platforms like one sixes aren't really that great yeah but that was on like a total street tire. tire yeah, like you could you could run one six sixty foot on an all season uh-huh. at the drag strip, <laughs> like no problem. So that that was the cool part because I, I had the money for the mods, but I never really had great tires on the car. <laughs> yeah, you know some cheap summer tires usually what I ran, but um, but you know I don't know I've seen rear drive guys hook them on the street. It just takes a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, you know, it does. So it's, it's proper possible. setup. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's a video going around it of the skyline. The It's either gray or black, but it's still all-wheel drive. But probably for the first 30 foot, his front wheels are off the ground. And it, it looks like just I think that's violence. why it's such an equalizer. Because quarter mile is so, so focused on the launch. Mm-hmm. And the better you launch, the less... Work you weight have you do. have on the front tires. Yep. Uh, I, it kind of makes sense. But I, so yep. I pulled up Drag Import News, which is like the unofficial uh, list of most relevant cars. If we go to the, let's say, top 10 four cylinder period, just four cylinders so that it's a consistent variable. Uh huh. We got King Carl with the Ecotech, <laughs> five, 595. <laughs> Number two is a 6.14. And number three is a 6.2. Now, those are pro mods, but they're rear-wheel drive four-cylinder. If we go to all-wheel drive four-cylinder, number one is Devin with the Demon V2. It's 704. Number two is 726. Number two is 738. So they're a full second behind. They're a full second behind. The all-wheel drive guys are. Now... Let's say we want to make this. Is Devin making the same power as those Pro Mod cars? Devin's also stock chassis. All those all-wheel drive cars were. And it, they conveniently have a front-wheel drive stock chassis list as well. So front-wheel drive, stock chassis, speed 738, factory speed factory, 7.4, and the 7.4. So they're... The front-wheel drive stock chassis is within two-tenths of what all-wheel drive was, which that surprises me. That does. I did not realize they were that close. I didn't either. I would imagine, like, there's got to be something to do with how committed these guys are and, like, who they are. Because, like, I'm going to guess the all-wheel drive cars probably pull it off a little easier mm-hmm. than the front-wheel drives. Mm-hmm. Um, just from my own experience at ZZP with Matt's car. Matt, like, he went to the drag strip a lot, and it just... The track day sucked. Yeah. He just wasn't going to run a good time that day, no yeah. matter what he did. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's one downside of like a front wheel drive car. Yeah. Is that you can totally get screwed over by the track just sucking that day. Oh my gosh. Even the number one pro mod front wheel drive, like the, the Red Bull GM cars is only a seven one Oh two. So stock chassis all wheel drive is still quicker than that by a tiny bit. So, but yeah, you go to rear wheel drive and they're more than a second ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, part of that too is having a drive line that can withstand that type of power and launches. Cause I mean, we, we all know how, how quickly you find weak points in, especially a front wheel drive drivetrain. So typically the components in an all wheel drive system are smaller because they have to withstand less overall force because it's spread out further. But, mm-hmm. um, now if you talk about like, obviously you get into rally stuff like that where all wheel drive is kind of needed. Um, but it is always interesting with road course guys, how all wheel drive is like uh, irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, kind of nice but really i like i don't know i'm curious to see what your opinion is but on a road course i prefer prefer front wheel drive i've raced both i've i have more experience in a rear wheel drive car than a front wheel drive car Mm -hmm. and i kind of enjoy the front wheel drive a little better see without ever having actually done it my perspective is different but maybe in a useful way and and we, we talked about this the other day. Like, I have this very annoying ability of understanding things to a far greater degree than I could put into words. <laughs> but when I look at just the basic physics of how the cars function, it makes sense to me that a front-wheel drive could be potentially faster. Just just knowing how you're able... If you have enough traction on the front end, how you can pretty much drag the rear end through a corner. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the rear-wheel drive, there's going to be a traction limit and a slip angle limit. And nothing you do is going to get you through the corner quicker. Yep. Yeah, but... And, and then to the same point, you know, there's always that if you really dumb it down to that your tires can only do one thing, at least with a rear-wheel drive car, you're... The drive wheels are the rear and your fronts are steering so you know again you probably pass a point at some speed or some level where that doesn't really matter but to most people going out there you know they'd be like oh well i I like rear wheel drive i can power the car out of a corner but then on front wheel drive too if if you're oversteering you just yeah well one way of looking at it might be that on a front-wheel drive car, if you're powering out of a corner, the tires are still kind of only doing one thing. They're in a specific direction, and they're trying yeah. to go that direction. Whereas with the rear-wheel drive car, the rear's trying to push the car straight. And then you're trying to turn And lo- you're taking weight off of the front, whereas it's trying to turn. Yeah. Well, you know, and if you spin your tires on a road course... You suck as a driver. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Like, if you are turning that corner fast enough, you're going fast enough to not spin your tires. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if you are spinning your tires, either you're running a all season <laughs> on it or like you're just not turning the corner fast enough. Yeah, that's, so, that's part of it. Unless I mean, you're... at Gingerman, what's the slowest turn? 55? Turn 11 or turn one yeah. is a 55 mile an hour turn with a 200 treadwear tire with mm-hmm. a 
all basic suspension mods. Yeah. You know, 55 miles an hour with a hot tire on a hot track. Like, what's spinning the tires there? Now, in the Camaro, because it's an open diff, last year I was spinning the rear a lot. And it didn't do anything. So, that was unfortunate. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I... And all-wheel drive, I... In theory, having four drive wheels could pull you out of corners better, but it doesn't ever seem to equate to that. Is it going to be better, though? Because I feel like that would just make the rear one slide more. Eh, I guess it's how it's biased, too. At least with front-wheel drive, the rear tires are not trying to do anything. No, they're just along for the ride. Yeah. (laughs) Now, oh... I almost forgot, before we get too far into that direction, to wrap up the drag racing stuff, all-wheel drive does, at least as of now, have a pretty solid advantage in half-mile racing. But it is not dedicated or focused on the launch. It's yeah. ran off of your trap speed, and it's ran on dusty airport runways. Yeah. And so, but that kind of goes... It's kind of comparable to the street racing. It goes back to what you were originally saying. Yeah, Yeah. it kind of goes back to the street racing to where they can get traction on the top end where a lot of the rear-wheel drive cars, they're just constantly trying to keep the rear of the car in the rear. Yeah. Is is their limiting factor. And when you listen to the the really fast guys, I mean, they're they're almost to the half mile and still spinning. And you can hear them fuel cutting and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to keep them at bay. Uh, Like Gringo Tegra, Miles, you know, he's got an all-wheel drive conversion on his Integra. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, that thing's silly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll grab this one because it's a a good question that we get often, is why haven't we ever done an all-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive conversion for Cobalt? And it's something we've talked about. Kind of the reasons we were just talking about. Yeah. They're good at what they do when you use them for things that they're good at. And they're properly set up. Statement. So the the thing that's always gone around is, oh, you know, make an all-wheel drive Cobalt. It'd be cool. It it would be cool. Uh, But you're limited to, you got to find, as we know now, a manual F40 all-wheel drive Saab. And then you'd have to swap all of that over. And you would also have to probably fab up something in the rear for the suspension. Because those use an independent rear. Yeah. Compared to the beam. And the beam is kind of a limiting factor in all those I mean, things. It, it would be unique. Yeah. Um, but the cost per benefit oh ratio my gosh. is just not there. Right. <laughs> yeah. If your car comes from the factory all-wheel drive, it's great. But Yeah, to, to turn a car all-wheel drive, you're kind of taking a loss as far as profit versus fun. Yeah. You're just getting cool points of that. Yeah, it, it briefly crossed my mind uh, doing it to my car with uh actually i had talked to t-spain about it with the sti dropout mm-hmm. and like i you know aaron happened to have one up on the lift and he went out and measured some things for me and like if i put the engine front south the valve cover would be about right where the hood latch is and the axles would be lined up the shifter would only be like two inches farther back than it is now like it i could make it fit and i could make it work but that's a lot of work for, for then i don't even know what the goal would be other than just having an all-wheel drive car mm-hmm. i mean at least with the front wheel drive half, half mile stuff there's a specific goal that i'm going for yeah and, and then the, that takes away kind of what you're you've, you eventually will be working for right and well are now um 
T-Spain needs to be closer to the mic. You need to be closer to the mic. Fox and Wolf. Oh, uh, Fox and Wolf must be... Uh, what's his name? That's been bugging the GM guys about the old all-wheel drive Ion. Oh, Graybert. Yep. Is that you, Graybert? Uh, Skyler, we have never broken anything in an all-wheel drive car, but it's been a while since we've pushed it. Matt had a 7163 or 6758 all-wheel drive ATS that went 12-something? 11.99? Yeah, 11. or something. I think 11.99 sounds That was right. very minimal effort, too. Yeah, it really was. I mean, we've learned so much <laughs> on that platform. Like, I can't imagine how easily we could We run. haven't even owned an... Well, I guess we technically do now. But we haven't owned an active all-wheel drive car the entire time that I've been here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he did that back in 15, 16? Uh, the car was long gone by the time I even started here. Yeah. I. It'd be neat to see. I do like uh, Log Trimmer, nice name, Log Trimmer's comment about how every company does take a different approach to the all-wheel drive stuff. Like, if you look at uh, the way Evos and Subarus go about it, they're vastly different in their function. And then even the Honda, even within the Honda world, there's a couple different systems, the way they operate it. The most widely used for, uh, like, a sport compact platform seems to be, uh, like, a rear assist yeah, that's kind of that's kind of why I see in or at least when I was working uh, into the shop more often, it was a lot of like electronic assist differentials. Mm-hmm. So they'd only kick on really for like if they notice a tire slipping. Right. So it doesn't really do a lot a lot of the time. Yeah, and that's the way like the the Honda specifically like what's in the element, it uses a mechanical version of that where basically in the rear end there's two oil pumps that feed each other so as long as they're going the same speed nothing happens they're just pumping fluid back and forth so like when you're rolling down the road but when you if the front tires spin then the front pump is turning faster than the rear pump and that makes pressure build up on one side and that pressure runs to a clutch pack that engages the rear oh that's neat so that it as soon as your front tires grip the the rear stops yep but it's your the amount of force applied to that rear clutch pack is directly proportional to the speed difference between the front and rear. That's why it's such a pain in the butt to get it to do donuts in the winter because <laughs> you got to like whap it a couple times and really get the rear tire spinning and then you can stay in it and get her to go around. So, so side tangent, all-wheel drive is the most fun in the winter though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Front wheel drive's kind of boring. You just got to yank the e-brake a lot. Yeah. Sliding around. I don't know the details of how the Audi system works, but I know it works very well. Yes. Yeah, I have no idea. I've never looked into it. I've seen the commercials where they drive through 48 feet of snow. (laughs) That's a lot of snow. Uh, One thing where I would think, again, that all-wheel drive would be very beneficial would be autocross because it is so much lower speed i suppose if you are making a lot of power mm-hmm. like i will say like my atsv in an autocross doesn't work <laughs> no Just, no like choose a different car um you know too much directional change too much power mm-hmm. so all wheel drive i could see would be beneficial there but uh yeah one one thing too like 
one thing I hear a lot of people say, and I don't know, probably not enough people are going to hear me say it today, but I hate it when I hear people say like, um, I'm not going to road course. I don't want to road course my front wheel drive car or like something along those lines. I mean, besides the characteristics of having, you know, a front wheel drive, all wheel drive, rear wheel drive car on track, like they're all equally fun. Yeah. Like all of them. And, you know, like I said before, like if you're going fast enough, you're not going to have traction problems with any of the drive lines. Mm-hmm. You know, even my ATSV, I raced at 600 wheel and I wasn't spinning the tires ever. Yeah. Like it was always hooking because the tires are hot, tracks hot. You're going 55 plus mile an hour. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, the, the tires being hot is crucial. I mean, wh- what do all drag guys do before they do a pass? A big burnout to heat up their tires. Like, yeah. You're on a road course for 20 freaking minutes. Like, <laughs> you're trying to, boiling. you're trying to figure out how to cool the tires down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to guess all of us have done reverse donuts yeah. in front well, of <laughs> Yeah. Have I done any in the last 10 years? No. But, um, yeah, I've probably done hundreds when I was uh, 17. Oh, Guy Matt. Who Matt said 1155. All right. Yeah, my my bad there. Yeah. I think I think the video that he has is from when it was 11.9, but... Mm. 11.5, that's that's pretty fast. Until oh, What's would, September 14th? That's when Our, he's going to not hit the record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Brown, I do want to answer that one. As far as I can tell, all the M32s are have equal drawbacks, but we've been able to work around it so far. Our big is Odell's old car. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So in our Drag Sonic, it is a like a 1.8 base model trans that I put those gears on the shafts and final drive out of an RS. It's one of the few hybrid combinations that you can actually get away with with the M32 because there, there's a couple different uh, bearing retention systems on the shafts. But of the available stock parts, that was the best possible combo we could throw together. And realistically, those transmissions are so easy to work on that... I would dare say most people could do that swap. Well, and for someone on the street driving any manual Sonic, you're not going to run into the issues that we did. Nah. I mean, the the biggest thing was the 1-2 shift, and (coughs) we tore up all the teeth on on the second gear. Yeah, we broke synchros, and we've broken one diff. The rest of the transmission has been fine. Totally fine. And we're pretty much just sidestepping the clutch at whatever boost it'll let us make (laughs) yeah like to add to that dan brown his comments just about off the screen um yeah z04 on a with a stock rs sonic yes it is Uh, completely fine do it do whatever you want (laughs) we put a z04 on our white cruise you might have seen the videos like it's got a hundred and something thousand miles on it i'm not nice to it at all it's got a whole bunch of full throttle passes no worries no issues and and as they were saying the tranny like he's tyler's sidestepping the clutch and no lift shifting a car with 600 wheels so a z04 making a a z04 making 250 to 295 wheel horsepower will be completely fine. And now nah, you can roast the synchros on a bone stock car. That has nothing to do <laughs> yeah. with the power level. Yeah. And you can break an axle if you sidestep the clutch on street tires with loose suspension components mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, you, it definitely requires not being a dummy. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's a stock engine, no problem. And, uh, on the auto note, we've, 
we've never broken one. I mean, the blue car makes 250-ish. Somewhere around there. Some, something like that. That's totally fine. The one, Probably going to make more this winter. The one guy who, uh, Stephen Marjason, he thought he blew up his trans uh, with a 400-wheel <clears throat> Zona setup. Wasn't the trans. Still together. So, so far, even the good autos news. are good in a they-can-hold-power. They are... Not the best auto. <laughs> they out still there. require a, a high power tax, yes, in order to put it to the wheels. But we haven't broken one or seen one broken purely from power yet. And I, yep. I, I saw one comment earlier up uh, the all wheel drive Sonic project that we kind of started last year. We got a lot of the components, we have one of the transmissions that's needed. Will it ever come to light? I think so. Hopefully. Um, the thing is, like, if I just wanted to cram the crap into the car just to make it work and have a cool thing, we could have done that already. Which is what Trifecta did. Right. Effectively. <laughs> but the whole point of doing this is seeing if we can actually do it in a way that's feasible for a customer to recreate. Like, if there's if there's certain mounts or components, things that you can't get yourself, and we can provide that. Similar to, like, the F40 swap kit doesn't provide the trans it provides the pieces that you need in order to do this swap on your own and so that's the way i was kind of looking at that because the components are easily found in junkyards and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so once we have time which will be in like 60 years (laughs) I, i do want to revisit that project but the reason it's taken so long one of the reasons is because of that approach to it, because I'm not going to just, you know, force my way through it and make it work. I'm going to make sure I do things in a way that we could actually have something that customers can use. Yep. Uh, PMB Slayer 99, uh, 42. I mean, obviously I can make any injector work on any turbo. It just depends on how much boost I can turn it up to. Um, you're not going to get the full power out of a Z04 with 42s, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I have a, a full bolt-on V3 car, and it's absolutely maxing the 42s on E85 with a V3. And that's with me unlocking the FSCM and cranking up the full throttle fuel pressure. So if you don't already have the injectors, just go right to 60s. Yeah. Um, I am a big fan of 42s. So 42s are amazing for every car except a Z04 car. Like, um, you know, GTX 250s, I don't care. You can run a 42 on that (laughs) tiny, worthless turbo. Um, (laughs) Shots fired. But, but yeah, on the Z04, a turbo that makes really good power, just go for 60s. You know, it... (laughs) It's not really even a shots fired thing because we had two cars in recently with those turbos and I I really d- did try to put everything out of my mind and just go drive the car and see how it felt and both of them I I did not hated. like I did not like them at all. It, it spooled like a Z04 and made the power of a V3. It was, there, there's no, like it's it carries power out to 7,000 RPM. But the reason why it does it is that it doesn't make the same power the V3. So you just don't have you don't achieve the same exhaust pressure Mm -hmm. because your power Mm -hmm. is down overall. That kind of makes sense. So like the V3, like even our V3 with that badass oops, um, turbine housing, like you you can rev it to 6500 and it's done. Mm -hmm. Like if you have the boost at the highest you can get away with because you have decent fuel, um, you're going to have to shift it to 6500. You're not revving it to seven grand or higher like the Z04. But the GTX 250, it just doesn't make the same power. So 
yeah, you can rev it to seven grand. Yep. But like these guys said, I mean, it, it, we handed the keys around to both of the GTX 250 cars, and it's kind of unanimous. It feels really lazy. Yeah. I, I was very surprised. I, mm-hmm. I I did the same as Al. I, I drove it, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to give it a yeah a real, as real as, you know, us being biased can be um, towards our products. It, it just didn't, it wasn't fun. No. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, F40s can work in Impalas, but you have to get... Uh, what is it? G6 GXP manual transmission. That's the transfer case. Transfer case that'll fit the 3800s. Oh, transmission case is what you were trying to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, whoa, whoa, that's that's a lot of swap. <laughs> we got transfer F40 cases. F40 and all-wheel drive. Okay. Oh, he's gonna do drag week. You know, I don't know if we ever will, but. I have it's this urge for you and I to do Drag Week in the Sonic. I would love to do Drag Week. There's no class that it fits in. <laughs> Not at all. And we have to figure out how to actually make it drive better. <laughs> well, you just hand me the keys and I'll make it drive better. <laughs> we, we've been down that road. I don't think you got enough hours in a day. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, is RB, is that Robert Thomas that owns that ATS? Uh, Binkowski. Oh, okay. I'm I'm thinking of somebody else. There, another one of our customers is doing Drag Week in his ATS. Hmm. Pretty neat. Race tune for a CVT. Wouldn't that just hold it at peak power RPM? I don't know what else. I mean, you it's would a cool do. idea, but you know, it's all money. Like, you know, we're not really we're not working on McLarens here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's going to spend the money to uh, put a CVT tranny in and control it? I don't and, know. Has, um, has there been power? any good CVTs? In cars, I don't know. Not somebody looked that, that up. Of. Like, I want to see a video now. What is the fastest CVD tranny out there? Hmm. Kona Seg had a one-speed trans and did all of the gearing through the converter. Wow, that's interesting. But that's like a multi-million-dollar car. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't like. I was talking to Ryan Derrick about this. Like, nowadays the auto trannies are getting pretty awesome. Like, I have, like, five or, what, four manual tranny cars right now in one auto. So, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a manual tranny fan. But a good auto is pretty hard to beat. <laughs> when I look up the fastest CVT cars, all that comes up is... Ooh, my bad. The Nissan Maxima. Oh, it is the same person. The, wait, Maxima is the fastest CVT? What? <laughs> yeah. Well, what? that answers that question. <laughs> it's just a VQ. Zero, yeah. Doesn't look like anybody. World's oh, let's see, 2012. No viscous couplers. We connect that stuff like real men. Apparently, apparently, Tyler, I don't even know our customers' names when I tune their vehicles. (laughs) Because you see the screen up there. Binkowski is Robert. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I apologize, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) So this guy's got a Maxima with a turbo, and it says it's the world's fastest, but. It doesn't have highest horsepower we've seen on the Z04 was 315 on the drag car. It's still a KO4 based turbo. It's there's nothing that's going to magically make it make 400 except for a lying dyno or a 35 shot. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Very richly jetted. <laughs> yeah, we we might find out because I I can't help myself. So this is this is how he says it's the world's fastest CVT because oh boy. these are the cars I've beaten. A 5.0 Mustang. <laughs> 
a bolt-on fifth gen SS. Fully bolt-on tuned Charger RT. Oh boy. Oh my uh, goodness. An I-35, which isn't a car, a full bolt-on 350. That's it. It probably is the fastest CBT. <laughs> <laughs> I, yep, I agree with that. Like, uh, so, yeah. I didn't know F1 ever had CBT. I will look that up sometime. Oh, yeah. I've been, I, I and I know you watch it, Tim. T-Spain, have you ever watched Formula One Drive to Survive? Very, I think I've seen Oh, it's a good like show. Clips. I haven't Such started yet. Show. It's, I, the first probably <clears throat> four episodes took their what half an hour 45 minute yeah. episodes probably took me six hours because i would stop and i would just research stuff yeah because oh i'm the, excited now the tech that goes into f1 is mind-boggling al this is like got you written all over it I, yeah i think that's why i've kind of avoided it till now. these these guys have like things that, number one they have drs which is the back wing that flips open on mm-hmm. straightaways so you get like a boost of power by reducing right. aero drag right they had they like mercedes got in trouble because yeah. they had a thing to where if you push on the steering wheel it would tow in the tires to heat the front tires up quicker Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Like, yeah. These guys are constantly manipulating every rule possible. Every, every gray area. Yes. And so Mercedes, genius. Came, they came out in 2020 and the first race, people were like, what in the world? And the even the, the commentators were because they have the helmet shot and you'd see Lewis Hamilton come into a corner and go like this, yeah. like a pod racer. And they're like, what is he doing? <laughs> and he's, then the Red Bull pumping the nitrous tank up. <laughs> you'll, you'll have teams because um, Formula One, each car, like each team's car is 100% unique. Uh-huh. There is not, this is not NASCAR. You don't have the same chassis that in the same engine. Like, like all these cars are very unique. And you'll have teams totally knock off the uh-huh. winning car from last year. And these teams are so good at watching it that they'll go out for their first practice run of the year. And all of them are like scratching the heads like that sure looks that car sure looks familiar. Yep. Like mm. these, these, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's a good show. Like just as a show itself, it's good. But then as a car guy, it's also good. There's a little bit of drama in there, but it's real. I don't know. I'm a big fan. I heard about some fuel system cheats that blew my mind. Yeah. Where they were increasing fuel pressure between the reading rate of the pressure sensor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh talk about the tech that went into that man yeah it's uh it's good times like my wife hates cars in general and she is hooked like we're watching the f1 practice qualifying in the race this weekend like it's she hates cars but she loves f1 yeah it's it's interesting <laughs> hmm But yeah, so all wheel drive, fun, you know, fun, more consistent street racing. Rear wheel drive does donuts. Yep. Um, you can hang them sideways around corners. That's fun. Front wheel drive. Got some gripes, even though it's probably my favorite drive line right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really street race ever. Let's be real. No. Like without for, a full prep car. Or like, And a highway roll. Like, yeah, like a highway roll, you're okay. But, like, let's say it's your your legit daily driver front-wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win a street race. 
you're just no. not going to. No, not um, not from a dig. At an, all. A rear-wheel drive car, maybe. You know, my ATSV has launch control and fancy traction control, so like, I can. Yeah. I took it to the track and ran an 11.2 and a hundred percent street trim. Yeah, and it felt like it hooked the same as it does on the street because I can just like plant both pedals and just dump the clutch and it takes off like so my ATSV runs 1120 in mm-hmm. street trim which is pretty awesome that is pretty cool um yeah. but uh you know an all-wheel drive uh, car I swear they almost run quicker he's got a point with the Gymkhana yep who does Gymkhana though <laughs> Other what than- all-wheel drive car can do donuts <laughs> without breaking everything I've broken uh, so many so transfer there is, cases there is a Gymkhana series yeah that people race in. Oh, oh really? Gosh. The video series is just like turned up times ten. Oh, I didn't. There know are that. dudes that drift race Jim Connor style. Yeah, it's like autocross size courses. But they're drifting. Yeah. There's Holy just, crap! That's cool. It's, it's it's high enough horsepower that you can break all four free. It's it's pretty cool to watch. I mean, I'm sure it's very cool to watch, but... But you're right. It's nowhere near as popular. None of the cars I've ever owned could handle doing any of that without breaking everything. Oh, yeah, exactly. I've broken multiple transfer cases. I've broken multiple rear ends. I've broken multiple axles. Like, I've broken trannies. (laughs) Like, old school DSM stuff. That They were not built for that stuff. Oh, I bet. Maybe you're... Maybe you're, um... Maybe your car. I've I've heard some stuff about STIs being strong and being able to handle this stuff. Yeah, depending, but they, depending certain on the years. Year, yeah, depending on the year, you could definitely build it to do it like, something like that. But wasn't it early two thousands ish? Is when the really good six speed came out. Yeah, bug eye. Yeah, it was during that that initial like early two thousands that they kind of revamped everything because they they were initially only had the five speed that was mm-hmm. pretty much glass and they were trash. Yeah. yeah. And then they came out with their six-speed, which was better. And now, like, every generation, they've improved on them. So, like, the new six-speed, some will argue, is and isn't for different reasons. Um, but, like, they're stronger. You can definitely build more horsepower and do different things with them. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest benefit of the STI is the fact that, like, uh, as we were talking about, some all-wheel drive cars are different. The STI, you can control your power output. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, on my WRX, I'm kind of locked in at, I think, pretty close to a 50-50 power output, whereas the STI, you can actually mm. rotate more of your power into the rear, which helps when you're doing mm. those uh, more extreme builds. Right. Now, do you... Is this, uh, are they different systems? Or are they... Okay. Yeah. So uh, the STI actually has a whole different drive line. Yeah, it, it's a completely different, like, to the point where people will buy a WRX, and then they'll actually go find a junkyard... STI and they'll swap everything in what rewire it. Mm. Uh, I forget exactly what it is, but the thing is like a DCCD. Uh, ah, I that, know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But like it's something oh, like that. with a center diff. Yeah. So like you've got a controllable center diff that will actually send, I think it's like an extra 20% to the rear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got like mm-hmm. 70 rear, uh, 30 front. Yeah. So as far as the way like the transmission and everything is laid out, the STI is is more mirrored of a, a rear-wheel drive car. Yep. Whereas, like, an Evo is more like the F40 stuff, where it's a front-wheel drive with a takeoff. Yep. Well, two of okay. Yeah, Travis is the new Gymkhana guy. Ken yeah. got back into actual racing. Yeah, that's a pretty Which neat. I was happy to see him get back into real rally stuff. 
I, I will say his uh, his particular new Subaru is barely an STI anymore. <laughs> yeah. Everything that's been custom made for yeah. that thing. Yeah. Is that the one with the wild active arrow and stuff? Yeah, he yeah. he had the active arrow made so that way he can control his flight patterns <laughs> yeah. while midair. Did what? you ever I, see that? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I have it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the wing angle is on a button on the on the e-brake, wasn't it? Yeah. There's the, a button somewhere where he could control the flap on the rear because they were doing the biggest jump that they'd ever done and he needed a way to correct the pitch of the car. Mm-hmm. And so what? when you watch the video, you can actually see the car. I think it starts to nose up and then he hits the button and it throws a flap on the rear and levels out what? and then lands. It's pretty am- amazing. It's, I mean, I wish a I good had, idea on their part. I yeah. wish I had that on two of my dune trucks because <laughs> yeah, the <I'm- laughs> lawn dart anti lawn dart button. Oh yeah, I loved a lawn dart. I forget what trucks. I forget what other car he was driving. I think it was an old Volvo station wagon or something like that. He had similar active arrow, but it was for braking. Yeah, he would have flaps on the fenders. Yes, that would flip up to help cause extra drag. Right after the rear tires on the side. Oh, that'd be cool. It was cool, real cool. I just watched it on. um, What's that? What's that one track? It's a, a classic track. It's got the hay bales on the sides. Uh oh, it Goodwood. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He he does a lap in the mm. Legacy. Yeah. In the Legacy with the Active Arrow, it's a really neat. Mm. It's a neat lap. Yeah, Goodwood always looks really sketchy. Oh, it is it's full <laughs> sketchy. There's <laughs> just like twenty hay bales along the whole thing, and then there's people a hundred feet on the side, yeah. and these dudes are getting it through there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun to watch. Ah, I see. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I'm glad we were able to, I think, answer your question, Log Trimmer. Uh, <laughs> as far as we can tell so far, they're holding up pretty well. Yeah. Um, we yep. plan on finding that limit. That's why I said Blue Car may make a little more power this winter. But I guess we'll have to just wait and see. I've got a lot of uh, auto uh, 1-4 cars out there that are fast. And um, I haven't had anybody complaining about tranny issues. Um, no. Out of the ATSs, I have a lot of like, you know, Z57, 7163 ATSs out there too, making a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And I've only had one guy have a tranny problem. But that one guy that had the tranny problem has been making that power for many years. A long time. Yeah. Many years. So it's the auto tranny's come a long way. It's yeah. not a it's, it's not, not a four T sixty or four L sixty five like. So it's, what you're saying is we need to swap a Sonic six speed into a thirty eight hundred. Maybe, <laughs> might be probably. What if that was the solution? Oh man, <laughs> man, it would be terrible. Now, or maybe a sixty fifty. Yeah, I don't know. What's that in? <laughs> tracks. Terrain. Terrain. Tracks. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? The track's got the uh, bigger tranny. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, just upgraded internals. But That's- now I, as okay. So as far as the all-wheel drive stuff goes, I if I was going to all-wheel drive swap a Delta, it probably would just be with a Trax or a Terrain Equinox drivetrain and rig up some type of paddle shifter for it because yeah. it would. The whole reason of doing that build would just be for something unique and kind of fun. And so I 
sure that that system would handle enough power to be fun to drive. It's not going to be anything crazy fast. You're not going to do any racing with it. But yeah, it would be pretty cool to take a Saturn Ion out in the snow and or take it out to the lake races in the winter. Something like oh, that. Ice racing. I've always wanted to do. I ice really racing. want to do ice racing. That, that is. Uh, that's going to be. That's on the a thing around here. Yeah. In case you yeah. guys didn't know. I wanted to go last year, and then they end up canceling both events that I was because they yeah. have no stud classes, right? Yep, correct. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, sounds like incredibly frustrating fun. The the <laughs> yes. couple the couple local ones actually didn't allow studs. Yeah, Fern Group. I imagine does you could only run so studs. many laps on studs before the ice is gonna not be there. <laughs> yeah, anymore. it's more of like we're all just gonna race across at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know Gridlife has done an ice battle a couple times, but they go really far north, so stuff is really, really frozen over. Yeah. Because uh, Fern Group does one, I think, in north of Muskegon was the one last year that they had planned. Yeah, there was one there, then there was another one like towards a s- central area. Yeah, towards Michigan, Lansing. I wasn't. Uh, oh, but they also, were too, too warm. There are yeah. places in the state that do rallycross. That's... <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's where all-wheel drive would win. <laughs> and that does look fun. Well, keep in mind, uh, like, Rally has front-wheel drive classes, yeah. all-wheel drive classes, yeah, and yeah. rear-wheel drive classes. So, I mean, you could totally do it front-wheel drive. We've got some customers that have, like, uh, Sonics in the Rally Cross. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, one of our customers, knows, uh, what's his, it's Brent Heidelberg or something like that. But he's got that black uh, Sonic that he Rally Crosses. I did not know of this. Oh yeah, yep. I think he actually just posted one of the groups today. Yeah, I would. I would uh, like to do a nice race ice with badger. the Sonic. <laughs> the Ice so, Badger. If you're gonna do something like that, let me know. It'll, that'll be fun. Oh yeah, I'm definitely uh, gonna be watching for him. Yeah, you know this. The old Sonic will uh, do pretty well at that. Yeah. Now, would you want LSD or not? I don't know. I don't see why you wouldn't want LSD. Because then, oh, when you're on ice. And you turn and punch it, you go straight. At least if it's open diff, you can have one tire trying to guide you. They're pulling. Uh, they're pulling in the direction you want to go. Yeah, as long as you got good snow tires, you might be all right. I mean, if both tires are turned in the same direction and only one spin, you're still kind of going that direction. <laughs> kinda. <laughs> but then the rear's gonna slide too. I, this sounds like a lot of fun. It yeah. does. And I've it would give us something to. to do in the winter. <laughs> yeah. And low consequence, other than falling through. <laughs> what are you going to hit? There's no trees out on a lake. <laughs> other than falling through. Uh, yeah. I'm I pretty mean, sure they do their checks before. Well, but yeah, yeah, I'm just saying worst case scenario. You just go... Like, if you go into a corner eight times too fast, you just slide till you yep. stop. That's yeah, weird. just blow through the curb of you snow. You let yeah. some, like, luxury Audi go out first because you know they're like a thousand pounds heavier than you. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And if they're good, we're fine. <laughs> then we're fine. Yeah. Then you're good. The Sonic could probably just float on whatever chunk it breaks off. <laughs> and there you go. We'll uh, we'll see you when we thaw out. Yeah. Inspect base on the ice. There we go. I, I was going to go last year with Noah was going to go to one of the mm-hmm. ice races and I was just going to take the uh, base model on its snow tires and yeah. I, know, I mean, around. on the snow, power is no advantage. No. No. So, like, base model would be completely fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, Dan Brown, um, RPF1s for the win, man. Inky. Inky RPF1s. Those 17 by 9s are 15.9 pounds a piece. It's only stupid if it don't work. 
Yep. People complain about RPF ones being overdone, but it's because they're such a incredibly useful wheel. They and are they pounds good. lighter than every other wheel available, and they look acceptable on almost any car. Yeah. Yep. No, they're not the most amazing looking wheel ever, yeah. but they look good enough. I, mm-hmm. I think the only thing that deters me is the fact that they're just everywhere. Oh, and that's I, about I understand that aspect of it, but if like you're... You, you can't put them on your car. Your car's way too nice to put a set of I mean, RPF1s they, on. <laughs> they do They do look good, but the fact that like you go to any sort of car meet or even yeah. where a bunch of Subarus are together, guaranteed 40% of them have RPF1s. Ah. Yeah. So like that that's just me. I want to be a little more yeah. unique than that. So yeah. you yeah. can go with the PFO1, which yep. looks very similar, but it's just enough different that you can tell it's different. Ad fan, ad fan for life here. Yeah, but uh, just, yes, he did redrill them because you can't yeah. get a uh, RPF one in a five by one hundred five. No. What a dumb wheel pattern. But the uh, the hub on the RPF one makes it really easy to redrill them. So yeah, no big deal. No, yours it's were... center hub. Like, don't do it the way I did it, but like, just <laughs> yeah. add add another set of. Holes. Tim did it in literally the most complicated way possible. Boy, what was that? Like a three month project? Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. Because what they filled them and then redrill them? No, oh. no, I I had them. Oh, shut up, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that is true. I mean. I'd love to put a set of Advans on it. I didn't say he was wrong. I just said shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like now I'm curious. What? How did you do it? Okay, so they were here. We go. They were five on one hundred. Okay. So I egged the five on one hundred out to a five on one hundred five. Uh huh. And then I machined them out large enough to fit a washer. And then I used the style of lug nut that has a six-point head and then the shank Mm. that goes through the washer, through the wheel. And then I got hub-centric rings. So, I mean, it works. It It works works fine, (laughs) but it's, it's a pain in the butt to like take them out oh i bet yeah there's a washer that changes wheels yeah like yeah it's uh it's it's not fun (laughs) i would have just drilled a new set of holes out if i was to do it again yeah but like i said rpf ones are pounds lighter a piece than any other wheel out there if you can like my rule is if you can be at a pound per inch you're good to go Yep. And that is rare. That is rare. Yeah. Like a 17 by 9, look anywhere. They're 19 to 20 pounds. Let's let's be real. Um, an RPF one is 15.9. Yeah. That's, that's pretty killer. And the couple RPF ones that I've actually like seen and dealt with, they're actually lighter than they even advertise them as. Yeah. Yep, which, mine were. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 15.9 for a 17 by 9 is absolutely insane yeah i've thought about switching to those on the ion for half mile just because of the rotating weight yeah and with what i'm trying to do with the card ounces like every pounds. ounce matters <laughs> what's everybody doing this weekend i am going all over the midwest <laughs> not really i'm going to Elyria, ohio you know the state that no one likes tonight uh, a year ago, lost a good friend in a motorcycle accident, and we're having the first year memorial party for him this weekend. Um, not excited about that, obviously, but very excited to go see those friends again. Mm-hmm. Then 
Sunday morning, I'm leaving Ohio at 5.30 in the morning so that I can come back to bench with the guy here on the other side of Michigan, then back to Grand Rapids to take a nap, then I'm going up to Mount Pleasant (laughs) to squat with some other really strong guys, then back home, and then Monday morning going to Kalamazoo to train with some other guys. And So I should get a good five, 600 miles in this weekend. Yeah, that cruise is going to see some (laughs) We're going to try to hyper-mile the Yeti and see how good Tim's tune is. Oh, dude, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. You should tease people with uh, what it made the, the other day. That's going to make Our a next really video. long drive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat the blue car record with that car. You know that, right? Until I get on the dyno. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what are you doing? Um, not really much. I don't have anything. Like, I'm going to play around with the base model a little bit. You know, I'm trying to figure some stuff out there. But, uh, you know, dial some cobalt suspension stuff in and hang out with family. Nice. Pretty much it. T-Spade? I've got a friend who's back home for a little while visiting. Uh, so we're going to go out, spend some time together. And then uh, I think tomorrow morning calls for a couple hours worth of wheel, wheel detailing. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've got the new brakes. That's something I'll never do in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I put way too many hours into my brakes getting them resurfaced, repainted, and I'm trying to take care of them, at least least for this season. (laughs) At least you have a reason for spending time on your wheels, because you already spent so much time on your brakes. Yeah, I I clean those calipers, too. Jason, I just told you what I was driving tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Rewind. As for me, I, I don't know what we're doing. I think we might have a bonfire tonight, then Saturday we're going over to Flint, and my... Oma, my grandma, is having a 94th birthday party. So, Are you carrying when you uh, go to Flint? <laughs> <laughs> going to Grand Blank, so it's, it's you know, not as bad. At the very least, he's probably bringing his own water. <laughs> you know, it's legal to carry hornet spray, and that stuff sprays 20 feet. I'm just saying. <laughs> Man, hornet that, spray. That's going to deter somebody, for maybe, sure. Maybe yeah. I'll carry some pocket sand like we talked pocket about sand. yesterday. <laughs> we know. Hold on. We talked about this, and I was just dawning on me that pocket sand is... There are much worse self-defense tools to have on hand. Mm-hmm. Especially if you mix some chili powder in it or something. Oh, my oh. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like good you- luck finding me after I throw some chili powder pocket sand in your face. Somebody comes up, give me your wallet. <laughs> Dude, pocket oh. sand with chili powder and then a sucker punch right after. Yeah. Like, that it, sounds amazing. I've heard worse combos. <laughs> And on that beautiful note, we'll call it for today. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you later, guys. Have a good long weekend.